Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the On Point Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Greg Locke, and we love to talk about three things around here. You know them well, faith, family, and politics. Today, we're going to intermingle a little bit of faith and politics right at the beginning of the show because we have something that I consider to be one of the lifeblood issues literally in the United States of America, and that is the stand and the fight for life. If you can't figure out that life is under attack and it is so devalued in the generation and in the culture in which we are living, of course, I'm talking about the fact that our church has been fighting Planned Parenthood, but a little bit differently. Ours is called Carafeme, and really the only thing they care about is the almighty dollar. And we've been out there with bullhorns and getting people out there amped up and excited. But the very first thing that really got me excited about going out and praying and peacefully protesting was a dear friend of mine, Pastor Ken Peters, at the Covenant Church in Spokane, Washington. And uh, I've been out there a couple of times. My wife's been out there with me. We've spoken at the church, the Christian school, twice at the church at Planned Parenthood, which now is really a global phenomenon. And I believe I'm going to be back out there again on August the 18th, somewhere around in that time frame. They moved it from Wednesday to Tuesdays, and it is a glorious, glorious event. But on the phone with me right now, patched into the On Point podcast with Pastor Greg Locke, is Pastor Ken Peters. Pastor Peters, welcome to the broadcast today, sir. Hey, Pastor Greg Locke. God bless you, and thank you so much for being our friend in the fight. And uh, you are truly a kindred spirit, and I'm, I'm honored to be on your program today. Man, thank you so much. And ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that this guy really gave me the uh, the gumption, the breath in my chest, as it were, to be able to get out there and be bold and stand against Planned Parenthood. And again, I've been out there, I'll be going back out there, but this has really become something that is a phenomenon, but not only a phenomenon in a good way, they have had so much vitriolic backlash and pushback. And I actually flew out to Spokane some time ago and was able to stand with Pastor Ken and his church and the church at Planned Parenthood and all of those folks as literally the city council has come against them over a sound ordinance. They couldn't uh, shut them down any other way. So they said, we just don't like all these Christians that are singing outside. And we're talking about hundreds of people showing up on a monthly basis. It is truly unbelievable. Pastor, I want you to take a couple of moments and kind of tell us how the church at Planned Parenthood came about. And then I want to talk about this ridiculous lawsuit that Planned Parenthood, literally, this Goliath has filed against you guys. So tell us a little back history, if you will, about how the church was started. Absolutely. We had a special speaker come to our church. And he was a pro-life guy named Rusty Thomas, and, and he was preaching about how Christians ought to get out there to Planned Parenthood, and they ought to sing and preach and, mm. and uh, prophesy. And I thought to myself, my goodness, that sounds like church. We ought, <laughs> we ought to just start a church an outdoor church right there at Planned Parenthood. So I told everybody, listen, our next church campus, I'm a church planner. I told everybody our next church campus is going to be the church at Planned Parenthood. Mm. They all looked at me like I was crazy. My <laughs> wife, my wife's eyes went as big as saucers. Uh, but, you know, I, after I made that proclamation, it took me about two months to get enough nerve. And, uh, but we finally did it. We, we started our first uh, church out at Planned Parenthood wow. and, and Pastor Greg, you know as well as I do that it blew up. It wasn't yes. uh, long until even when you came out, we had about 500 people out there <laughs> at Planned Parenthood praising and worshiping God and praying and, and guys like Pastor Greg Locke preaching the fire and the gospel <laughs> of Jesus Christ. It's just been awesome. 
It's truly an amazing event. I mean, when you get there, it is it is a worship service. You know, it's not just screaming at folks. That's what everybody thinks when they think about a prayerful protest. You know, we're outside Planned Parenthood screaming at people. And really, it is a worshipful event. People are praying and people are lifting their hands. I mean, I've got the website pulled up right now, the church at plannedparenthood.com. And it's really unbelievable to watch the people worship. They take up an offering, and every single time they gather and meet, they give that offering away in a very generous, sacrificial way to people in the community and missionaries and so on and so forth. And then, again, they just have somebody get up for like eight or ten minutes and just quote Bible verses and preach the Bible. They have testimonies, and it's beautiful. Now, the counter-protesters are on the other side of the road, and here's the interesting thing. Up until this point, the police have really been super gracious, and they've been very helpful. They feel like I'm sure their hands are tied a little bit because of this ordinance. But take a moment and, and let us know, and I know it's it's a, a legality, and so you can only say so much, but just let our hearers know uh, how we can stand with you and pray for you guys because— I mean, the giant Planned Parenthood actually has you guys in a lawsuit right now for this. Is that correct? Yeah, thank you so much uh, for your, your care and your prayer and your concern. Uh, you know, we, uh, we, we, all we do, we literally ignore them. We literally <laughs> go out to call on God. And we're not there, to, like you said, to yell at anybody, to, to cause any trouble. We're there to call on God right there at the place where they uh, butcher little babies. And so we just have church. We the whole concept is we have church right there. Now, what happened is, and you were a part of this, Pastor Greg, is they tried to pass a sound ordinance mm. to shut us up. Now, remember, Greg, when you were there, they were playing cowbells and yeah. kazoos <laughs> and screaming and yelling. So they got this idea, well, let's pass this sound ordinance to stop Pastor Ken and the church at Planned Parenthood from, from worshiping God and praying. And what they did is, this is unbelievable, Greg, they, what they did is, is they shut themselves up. Mm. They closed their own mouths, so now they can't play kazoos, <laughs> now they can't play cowbells, now they can't yell at us, because wow. then they will be violating the sound ordinance outside the quote-unquote healthcare clinic. So God has literally, this is unbelievable, <laughs> he has flipped their own strategy, Greg, yeah. on themselves. Now they can't even yell and scream and blow kazoos at us, so they are upset. You know what they've done now? Since the sound ordinance didn't shut us up, it only shut them up, now they're filing, Planned Parenthood is filing an all-out lawsuit against myself and a couple of the other leaders uh, accusing us of causing psychiatric damage to Planned Parenthood customers. What is the, uh, are you guys uh, going with, I guess, Liberty Council or somebody like that, somebody that's representing you? What, what's basically the synopsis of losing or winning in this particular situation? What, what does it look like? What are the odds to be able to stand against these people and win this ridiculous lawsuit? You know what? I'm talking with uh, Liberty Council as soon as you and I get off the phone. I'm hoping they're going to be the ones that uh, defended us. We're going to go a different way, I think, than the ACLJ, but we'll see. We'll see what God will do. Um, but I think they're going to have a hard time winning, Pastor Greg, because the police, the police tell the truth. Planned Parenthood lies. Yeah. I'm telling you, they are full of lies. The, the, the left, the Spokane City Council, they are full of lies. They're accusing us of all manner of falsehoods. It's actually hard to believe that people can lie that well and that, that, that proficiently. But uh, the police are publicly speaking the truth. They will tell you we have not broken any law. We've always complied with everything they've asked us to do. We've even stayed under the sound ordinance. We haven't been cited one time. And so Planned Parenthood is going to have a real hard time trying to convict us of, quote-unquote, disturbing their, quote-unquote, health care facilities. 
Oh, yeah, w- without a doubt. And even the fact that they call themselves a healthcare facility would prove the point that they've built their entire empire on nothing but lies and deception. There's not anything about uh, killing babies that would be considered health care. I remember the first time I came out there, remember they put the big pink signs up in the window, welcome, Pastor Greg Locke, we've raised $1,200 in your honor and all that nonsense. These people really pretend like they're the victims, but they're not. They are not the victims in this situation. They are the, if I can, perpetrators. And you have given me new courage. You and your church have given me new zeal and a real new spiritual spizzerinkum and pep in my step to really get our folks amped up. You know, I was in the back of my Bubba truck a few weeks ago and just kind of stood up. And I'm not even a bullhorn guy, you know, and I just went after it. And the next week, we had almost 100 people show up with us. And we have another one scheduled for July the 18th. And I'm praying we can get four or 500 people to stand outside that abortion clinic right here in our town. But I attribute that to the Lord. And I attribute that to you as my friend. And you gave me some real new courage and a fresh voice of victory to be able to get out there and say, look, we got to call this what it is. And we are not going to culturally lay down and roll over and let these people do this in our community. So I just want to say from a friendly standpoint and a personal standpoint, thank you, brother. I love you for that. And our church loves you and we are indebted to you and the church at Planned Parenthood. And I'm praying nothing but the greatest uh, days ahead because I know you want to take this on the road and do this literally all over the country and it needs to be done. And so I just want you to know, man, I, I appreciate you so very, very much. You're a you're a bold man of God, probably one of the top 10 boldest people I know in the world today. And I applaud you for that, my friend. Well, thank you, Greg. We are kindred spirits for sure, and we just love you and your wife and are excited to uh, team up with you for many, many years to come uh, for the Lord and His glory and for the United States of America. Amen to that, my brother. Well, thank you for being on the show. We love you. We're going to be praying for you, and I look forward to jet-setting out there real soon and uh, stirring up some spirits in the name of the Lord, brother. But I hope you have a good day. We'll be praying that all goes well today with your Liberty Council call. We love you, my friend. Hey, love you too, brother. Thank you so much. Uh, God bless you. Bye-bye. Man, I love that guy. He is one of my best friends in the world, and he is truly a bold man of God. Brian, didn't you meet him when you went with me to do some camera work down in Louisiana when we stood for that pastor that got arrested? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I thought yeah, he got in the back of the truck and kind of preached yeah, uh, with yeah, the I rest remember. of them. Yeah, he's a really and, uh, He's guy, actually so. coming like to our area. He's like starting a church, Patriot Church, like three hours from us, and another church at Planned Parenthood. So he's going to go from uh, what? liberal leftist Washington to uh, middle of the road, Tennessee. Well, Amen. if we got 500 people to show up in Washington, imagine how many people are going to show up in a more conservative <laughs> exactly. Tennessee. There's no doubt so about it's amazing. that. So yeah. it's super amazing. But let, let's get a transition and say this. I mean, what, what do you think about that? I mean, we got all this craziness going on in the United States, and yet Planned Parenthood is still playing the, the victimization card. But here's what I want to transition into. And, and Brian's always good about this particular part of our conversation flowing together. And that is you got all this Black Lives Matter stuff, but here's what people need to understand. Black lives don't matter to Planned Parenthood because Planned Parenthood was started by a lady that wanted to exterminate the African-American race, ladies and gentlemen. Called and, them roaches. <laughs> yeah, called them roaches. Hated them, literally. Wanted to not just exterminate them, but while they're here, wanted to at least alleviate as many of them as they possibly could from overtaking society. Nobody's saying anything about that. Well, they call it bass backwards. And <laughs> so Black Lives Matter has it very bass backwards. Uh, yeah, yes. They're fighting for uh, racial injustices. They're fighting for all of these things that seem noble on the surface. Yeah. But they're really just a Trojan horse mm. of Marxism yeah. trying to infiltrate this country. And they're just a component of the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. And so it's no wonder that on their website, they're talking about being uh, pro-abortion. They're talking about being pro 
gay rights and all of yep. those things because that's what's inside the pill. Yes. It's coming in the form of social justice, yep. but it's really a jagged little pill once you start to swallow it. It is. And, and trust me, people, when I say this, once they're done exploiting the black people, they're going to discard them. They yes, won't matter. You're exactly no right. More. Right now in America, the black population is nothing but a pawn in their chess game. And we have got to sad. call it for what it is. It's super sad. Now, what's unfortunate about the situation is these Americans are not only being exploited, they're standing up for their rights, and they should stand up for their rights, but they're using an organization that eventually is going to take away their rights because they are going to walk away from these people. When they're done with them, they're through. They're going to be garbage to them, and we got to call it for what it is. And most people don't even know that the co-founders are Marxists and highly trained advocates of Marxism. Yeah. And this has been going on for generations. And they will tell you that in an interview. Yes. With their own mouth. I, I mean, I got it right here. Don't <laughs> let me play it. We're Marxists. They are Marxists. These people cannot stand America. And that's their ideology. Yes. And so they think that somehow in this la-la land that they're going to create some utopia that yeah. everybody's going to be like kumbaya. But then when you got one of the BLM leaders yeah. getting on Fox News. Yep. And sitting there saying, all I care about is black sovereignty sure. and black liberation. Right. Bro, you're liberated. You live in America. <laughs> exactly. Secondly, you're already in America. <laughs> if you th when they say sovereignty, they didn't say supremacy. There's yeah. two different things here. So if you say sovereignty and supremacy, supremacy means we rule all. Yeah. Sovereignty means that they have their own nation. Yeah, they and want their own very, nation. That's very Marxist. And 100%. here's the thing. That's a ploy, a tool to divide Americans for communism to come in. Sure. I'm very passionate about this. I know this is your show. So sure, please sure. Forgive no, me. you're good, man. But it's, it's America needs to wake up. Yes. You need to wake up. I'm telling you right now, if people, it's going to be too late. It's, I told Greg this today. It's only a matter of time. It could be this November that Antifa and Black Lives Matter goose steps into Washington. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Well, here's the interesting thing. They've been able to use... Black Lives Matter. Here's why the whole Planned Parenthood thing at the beginning of the broadcast is so important. They've been able to spearhead and use Black Lives Matter to bring together every organization that has done its best to try to corrupt what's going on in America. For example, they've used Black Lives Matter, and they've now pulled in all the socialist agenda. They've used BLM, and they've now pulled in the abortion agenda. They've used BLM. They've now pulled in all the rainbow LGBTQ. And so now they're all right. Now they got Antifa on their side. They got George Soros funding them. They have been able to use, literally use Black Lives Matter as the spearhead and the one thing to bring all of these fascist organizations together and they're standing for what they believe are rights but what they're doing is burning the nation down that is giving them their rights they are biting the hand that feeds them Brian so let me ask you this what happens when Donald Trump loses in November if he loses and I'm not trying to be uh, I got Debbie you. Downer well we're talking about so a big if. what's the next step because at that moment, America yeah. is in peril. Oh, it's in peril. Okay. Even so come Lord Jesus. It is in peril. And it may very well happen. I do think it's a big, big if. I think they're going to have to beg, borrow, cheat, steal, lie, and do everything that Democrats normally do anyhow. But at the end of the day, uh, if it happens, we are in for a fight. I mean, we're one election away from losing every opportunity to talk about the things that we're talking about right now. Absolutely. I mean, they want to put us in jail. They want to shut us down. I mean, there's already all this censorship on social media. Cancel Christianity. Cancel Christianity. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's not what we meant. That's exactly what they meant. We're a thorn in their flesh. These people hate us, but it's cool. Jesus said if they hate you, know that they hated him first, so we're in good company. But if it happens, and inevitably, let's 
let's say that he wins. Thank God I'm praying, you know, MAGA, MAGA. But at the end of the day, when he wins, even if and when he does, that still only gives us a small space of grace for another four years. And I'm telling you, they are chomping at the bit, and they're ready to burn this nation slapped to the ground. They have proven that. I said this the other day in Twitter, and people got really riled and ticked off, but it's the truth. It doesn't matter what group. It doesn't matter what gang. It doesn't matter what country. It doesn't matter what army. It doesn't matter what terrorist organization comes against America. Here's what COVID-19 has taught us. It has taught us that the Democrats will side with them. The uh, Democrats will side with anybody that hates America. I'm telling you, isn't it awful convenient that the world blew up? This, there's more going on here than the average American knows. All they see is their CNN sure. and their Fox News and whatever else they consume during the day for their news. And Trump went after the Federal Reserve, yeah. went after all of these people. That's world bankers. Oh, he went and after their pocketbooks, and now they're real why, ticked why, off. Why do you think <laughs> that the world is in yeah. upheaval? Why do you think every media narrative is just like anti-Trump? Yeah. Uh, they blew the whole country up. Yep. Uh, we knew it was coming, we but I don't think we knew to the extent and to the level that it was going to come. Yeah. Because I'm telling you I mean, you if what, by chance Joe Biden gets in, you know, and they're like serving milkshakes in the lake of fire for getting him in there. But, <laughs> but if by chance he does, let me tell you the first thing they'll do. We better open the economy. We better open the economy because they want the economy to look good under Joe Biden. Did but, you see what they're doing on Google? <laughs> no telling. They got some kind of algorithm at work and everybody's been noticing. If you type any number mm. into Google search bar right now and put like, 343 new cases it'll pull up an article with 343 no oh matter what God. number it is yeah it'll pull you, it up it'll pull it up because it's sponsored by google algorithm sure it is they are trying to take this country out they're trying to take your second amendment rights yes and if you think that they're going to stop with the second amendment <laughs> oh no, no no and here's how they're going to do that here's how it starts okay just wear the mask just wear the mask, and then all of a sudden, just get the vaccine. Just get the vaccine. Well, just give them your guns. Just give them your guns. They're starting. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you put your mask on. Not. Are you kidding me? Right now, it's about compliance. It's not about safety. So, if they can get us to comply now with a mask, then guess what? Later on, they'll get our compliance with registration leads to confiscation. Well, what's interesting is they're tearing down our statues, and we've we've talked about that yes. once in another podcast, but they're tearing down our statues. They're Lots going of after them. Each, yeah, so they're going after these people because at one time they had slave yeah. owners, but the Constitution in its, in its purest form was equality. Yeah. Everything about it. But if they can rip at the leaders that founded this country, yes. call them racist, call them out, and it, I mean, they're even calling out white Jesus statues. Yeah, I mean, oh, come on, no now. doubt. But if they can rip at that, what else are they going to do? Well, I mean, public schools have taught them to be nothing but revisionists of history for years. And so now all of a sudden they're just acting it out. And they're tearing down statues of people that freed them from slavery and tearing down statues of people that actually helped, thank God, the black community. But because it's a statue of a white person, it's got to come down. Now they're calling for blowing up Mount Rushmore. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Are you kidding me? Let's tear down all the statues of wake, Jesus. You know, going to wake the sleeping you know? giant. What are they going to do in New York? Are they going to pull down the Statue of Liberty for Pete's sake? I mean, come on. Well, not only that, <laughs> I really believe that they're going after the Constitution. Sure they are. And obviously they can't tear it down. This is historical eradication. But they're going to amend is. the crap out of it. Oh, amend, 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 amend. And if they can say, well, it's racist. Yeah. Like they're using a, a people group to accomplish their agenda. And it so happens to be yeah. black people, yep. black Americans who are innocent bystanders of this perpetrating of injustice. Yeah. And it's insane. Yeah. And I don't know what we're going to do, Greg. I, I'm sure that you've got some insights. I mean, you you talk to Jesus more than I do. And so <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? As long as he talks back, we're all right. Well, I'm going to say something that is going to sound so unbelievably ridiculous that uh, some of you are going to get a little bit uh, 
a little bit squeamish. But listen, we talk about people being liberated from slavery, an entire group of people liberated from slavery. Thank God that they are no longer slaves to individuals. But you know what they've done? They've caused the black community to now be slaves to an entire mindset because they're being used is what they're they're being used and they're being abused to push a false narrative and a deceptive idea. And so they tell them, look, we have to reestablish what America is. We're going to go back. We're going to change history. We're going to tear down statues and we're going to start all over. You cannot do that. It doesn't work. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot remove your history. People that forget their history. What do they say in school? People that forget their history are doomed to repeat it. And, uh, and we're repeating it. And it may not be plantations, It may not be picking cotton out in the field, but I'll tell you what it is. The Democratic Party is using the idea and the ideologies of Black Lives Matter to keep them in slavery and bondage to an ideology. It's so sad because it's evil. Here's the deal. Like I've said before, and I'll keep saying again, we have to have a response as conservatives, whether you're Republican, independent, constitutionalist. I like to pride myself on being a constitutionalist, but I am conservative. Right. And so it's time for us to all come together and figure out how to compete at at the very minimum (laughs) or have substitutes or infiltrate and subvert the causes of the left because they're taking this country in a dangerous, dangerous direction. And people are just sitting idly by, oh, well, I don't think it's going to be too bad. And they're pandering and virtue signaling. Do you realize if we stand up, if we have our Pearl Harbor moment where we stand up and say, you know what, I'm awake. Yeah. And I'm telling you what, this is as far as it's going to go. Yeah. And I don't care who you think you're going to cancel. Yeah. You're not canceling my exactly, voice. And we all come together. It's like that bully that keeps bullying yep. people out in the schoolyard until all the kids that have been bullied come together and confront that bully. We're going to continue to have this mess. Yeah, exactly. And here's the interesting thing just before we close this particular broadcast. We will talk a little bit more about the statues coming down and all of that. But think about this. For all the people that sit back and they say, well, you know, it's not really that big of a deal. It's going to happen a long time from now. It's not really progressing that quickly. Can I remind you that in six months of 2020, In six months of 2020, we have probably leapt forward progressively in a bad way 20 or 30 years. In six months. What they've been trying to accomplish since the 50s, they've accomplished in six months in just the year 2020. So I'm telling you, it's amping up. It's happening fast, which does not surprise me, nor does it discourage me, because Jesus said, lift up your eyes. Your redemption draws nigh. We got to work while it's yet day, because the night comes when no man can work. Papa used to say, you better make hay while the sun shines. So we better stand up and stand out, speak up and speak out, because we're living in some crazy days. And by the next broadcast, there's no telling what 15 stupid things the left will have already done. But come on back to the On Point podcast with Pastor Greg Locke. I'm your host. I got my good friend Brian Lane in the studio with me. He'll be with me next time as we talk about faith, family, and politics. God bless you. 